I had another uncle that went to prison for drugs and ended up killing himself in prison. He had a, a security guard. He had a friend in prison with him and his friend was raped in the cell next to him. And my uncle was next on the list for these guys. My uncle's like, I'm not doing that. I'm done. He stole a, a security guard's gun and blew his head off in prison. I didn't have much of a role model figure in my life. And so that's why I'm so passionate about what I do now. Jason Priest is the co-founder of the Fatherhood Experience. Jason is extremely passionate about health and wellness and was featured in men's health for his own health transformation. If I continue to go on this path, I'm gonna wake up one day, I'm gonna be a 55-year-old health coach working for somebody else's company on someone else's time clock, no fulfillment, great family, great family life, all that's good, but like, I have untapped potential here that I'm never gonna be able to maximize if I continue to go down this road. Jason is a father and family man first and always tries to lead by example. He is on a mission to make the largest impact possible on the male obesity epidemic in the United States so men can become the leaders of their family in every aspect and be around long-term for their families. I don't know that I, I have a lot to thank him for. <laughs> he put me on the planet, but man, that's it. You could thank him for giving you the opportunity to practice forgiveness and to be able I can to take agree with that. Jason is also a co-host of the Fatherhood Experience podcast. Before we begin today's episode, I would really appreciate a review on whatever podcast platform you are listening to this on. This helps to get the message out there to men and therefore encourage and inspire them to level up their life. So without further ado, this is the Modern Warrior Podcast. I am your host, Gavin Meenan. Thank you for tuning in. So Jason, I was looking through your website there, The Fatherhood. Absolutely love that, by the way. Love, love the movement, love the message. And something struck me there as I was scrolling through it. And you say, or you tell these men to stop sitting on the sidelines to take back control of your health and become the active role model that your kids deserve. Can you tell me about a time when you were on the sidelines and maybe not so healthy or not a very active role model for your kids in their life? Absolutely, man. Yeah. So a little bit about my story, actually, my, my, uh, my health journey actually came, well, I said, I shouldn't say that part of my health journey and my major weight loss came uh, before I had kids, my wife and I were married for uh, 10 years before we had children. Uh, we, we, were, we were originally going to be the, the cool aunt and uncle. And uh, we decided after 10 years, we did a bunch of traveling, a bunch of cruises. And, and we're, uh, we got to a point where we're like, do we really want to be cool aunt and uncle? Or is that a little bit selfish? Like, do we want kids? Uh, we went on to obviously have two kids, uh, not with ease. We had our first kid with no problem. Now he's seven now. Um, and awesome, awesome kid. Um, we had two miscarriages in between and that was tough. Obviously now, anybody that deals with that is, uh, obviously goes through a lot of challenges along the way. We've had some guests on our show that have had much worse stories than mine. So it's always a silver lining for me when I, when I think about like, I, I had a guy not long ago, man, who, um, his, his wife delivered triplets, carried them full term, delivered triplets, and they lost all three of them, uh, after they were born. I have another friend who's, uh, whose wife carried a full-term boy. He's got three girls right now and they carried a full-term boy and the boy was born. Everything seemed good. And they started like investigating afterwards. Cause like he, he wasn't thriving. And, uh, they found out that the, the gray matter and the white matter in his brain were flipped. And so that was his only boy. 
And uh, it was going to be an unviable kid, right? And he was going to live on a uh, brain dead on a ventilator all his life. And so they had to pull the plug. And so I always look at those kind of stories as a silver lining for me. Cause like, obviously for me, my wife's uh, longest miscarriage, I think we, she carried about four months. Um, and we did find out I have two boys and that one's going to be a girl. And so uh, it's sad. It's sad to think about, but I feel like those kind of stories just help us grow. Right. And so we have two boys now and I got healthy uh, before we had kids, which probably was a factor in, in us being able to have kids because I was 60 pounds overweight uh, at one point in our marriage. And it was after my mom passed away. I lost her when I was 25 and my wife and I had just gotten married. My mom died two months after my wife and I got married. We got married on July 16th and my mom died on September 11th, four years after our country was attacked. And so all of this to say uh, the stop sitting on the sideline piece uh, comes in because I also went through some dark times after we had Blake, my first kid, um, started drinking too much again. Um, I, I was in a pretty decent routine, but wasn't dialed in like I am now. It was to the point where I was like, I was kind of haphazard about it. I knew that I knew that I could kind of flip the switch on and off, if you will, um, because I had gone through such a journey. I, I dropped 60 pounds and in about nine months and got really, really heavy into fitness, which is why I became a personal trainer. I'm a, I'm a re uh, registered nurse originally, started in the ICU uh, doing post-op heart surgery uh, patients in, a, in an ICU and did that for about six years. And then that's when I lost my mom, went on and did some other things in nursing, uh, but later on became passionate about fitness because of how much it changed my life, right? The dedication to being disciplined about personal excellence. So many people get caught in these like the fad diets and the fancy workouts and you know, the next celebrity workout. And for me, you know, none of that stuff matters, dude. At the end of the day, I feel like if, if you could search on the inside and fix you on the inside, like you and I talked a little bit about, about this before we, before we hit record, uh, you know, we, we don't need to reinvent the wheel when it comes to getting healthy. Dude, we know what works, um, but we live in a gratif uh, media gratification society, right? Everybody's looking for the quick fix, the, the searching for the answer, when in reality, it starts on the inside, man. You got to fix what's on the inside before you can even worry about what's on the outside. And so I think so many men, we work with, with men only, and so many so many of our guys get lost in that shuffle. They're, they're searching for that quick answer and they, and they don't realize. And so for me, uh, sitting on the sidelines, you know, I know that when I wasn't my best, um, I wasn't, I wasn't feeling my best and I was out of shape and I was winded after going up a flight of stairs. I was winding after bending over to tie my shoes. Uh, those things became a harsh reality for me. And when I had, when I, when I gained a little bit of weight with Blake, I started getting scared again. I was like, shit, dude, I've already been down this road. Now I look back at pictures. Uh, I, I have a picture out there floating around somewhere where I was at the, uh, at a river. I went to the river with a group of friends and I looked at myself and I'm like, damn, I was like pretty fat back then. And I was a far cry from where I was when I was 60 pounds overweight. And so I know the I know the reality of living your best life. I know the reality of being your healthiest self and having the energy to keep up with your kids. I'm 42, man, and I've got a, a two-year-old and a seven-year-old. And the only way that I'm able to do, the only way that I'm able to, to keep up with them and, and provide for them uh, is because I make myself the top priority in my life. Everybody, all, all of our guys seem to, to think this is a selfish thought process, but dude, when you make you the number one priority in your life, everybody else gets the best version of you. And my family deserves the best me. My, my wife did not marry um, a slob. My, my, my wife did not marry a lazy dude who's not going to take care of himself and lead by example for his children. My kids deserve the best. They don't deserve the third, fourth, or eighth best version of me. They deserve the best version of me. And so the whole, uh, the, the whole quote of getting off the sidelines and becoming the active role model your family deserves is – 
you chose to have kids for a reason, whether you had them, whether you chose to or not, you knew where kids came from. Everybody knows where kids come from. And so for me, it's your ultimate responsibility as a father, man. It's your, you have a moral and ethical obligation as well as responsibility to lead by example for them and give them the best chance at success moving forward, which starts with personal excellence. And so uh, I know that was a long-winded answer, dude, but uh, had to a, had a, uh, give you a little bit of a summary of my backstory and, and really tell you where those, uh, those kind of uh, quotes came or those kind of messages come from. What was some of the biggest struggles, internal struggles that you had to overcome on that journey? For yourself. With uh, which which part? I, I kind of went a dual there. Are you yeah. talking about the original weight loss journey? I'm talking more about your internal struggles. Mm-hmm. As you say, okay. every, everything starts within. Yeah, yeah. Good, good question, dude. So my uh, my whole family on my mom's side has dealt with uh, quite a bit of mental health issues. My mom, like I said, she she died when she was 49. Um, my uh, she was an alcoholic smoker. Um, my grandmother, her mom was also an alcoholic, died of pancreatic cancer. She lived uh, quite a bit longer than that, but I think she was in her, I want to say she was like in her 60s, uh, late 60s when she passed away, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Never met my grandfather on that side. Had two uncles, uh, both went to prison. One of them was addicted to drugs his whole life and ended up dying of like, I don't know, some kind of liver failure from probably uh, injecting things um, and spent most of his life in prison. And then I had another uncle, that um that went to prison for drugs and ended up killing himself in prison um he he had a uh, a security guard he had a friend in prison with him and his friend uh was raped in the cell next to him and my uncle was next on the list for these guys my uncle's like i'm not i'm not doing that i'm done uh he uh he stole a, a security guard's gun and blew his head off in prison I never got to meet this guy either. So a lot of mental health, um, a lot of mental health issues in my family, a lot of, a lot of addiction, a lot of alcoholism. And so I knew that, you know, I knew that for me to, to be successful and really to carve out any kind of way of life for my future, uh, it was all going to have to be on, on my mental side, man, the, the mindset. I knew that I would have to master the mindset. And so for me, I battled my own depression. I battled my own anxiety. I battled my own. I, I have a, a, a bit of a social anxiety issue, if you will, at times. Um, I consider myself an introvert, even though sometimes I don't know when to shut the hell up. And it might be like for me, I, I, I've just gotten so good at talking to people because of my business uh, that it's just become natural for me. But generally speaking, I don't like to put all my stuff out there, but it's all out there now. So now I can talk about it. Now is a it was very liberating for me to get to a point where I just don't give a shit what anybody else thinks about me. If it's not my wife or kids, like I just don't care. Like what, what you think about Jason Priest means nothing to Jason Priest unless you're a valuable member in my life. And I think a lot of people get so caught up in what others think of them. They, they judge them. They're like, oh, well, you know, people are going to, they're going to make fun of me or, oh, you're, you're trying to make a difference in the world now. Well, oh, you're starting a business. What are you trying to do? Get rich? Like you get all these comments and all the, all the haters out there. And when you get to a point where you just don't care about that anymore and you get to a point where you're able to block all that out, your personal excellence and your journey on personal development starts to become a, a simpler path because you can avoid all the destructions, man. I get up every day looking to get better. That's it. 1% better every day is what we teach our community. I'm getting up to get 2% better. I'm getting up to learn and grasp as much knowledge as I can for the day, make as many strides as I can into the day so that I can show my family what it's like to wake up with a constant desire for growth and a constant desire to get better every single day. Uh, and, and that's it, man. And so I've battled a lot of the mental health uh, challenges and, and, and most people have, you know, I think that we're all messed up a little bit somehow in the head. 
And when you come to that realization and you just accept that, that we all are, we all got a little bit of, a little bit of something upstairs. Uh, it's it just a simpler path forward in my opinion. Yeah. We all have that dark side, don't we? Hell there's yeah, a, dude. There's a, seems to be a lack of role model there from your earlier years or. So, whatever. yeah. So check this out. Um, I didn't add this part, but my dad, uh, my dad and my mom got a divorce when I think I was about two or three years old. Uh, I don't, I don't recall any of this. Um, but my dad got a job transfer to Texas. So we were originally living in Michigan. So that's the one thing that I can definitely thank my dad for is that we got, we got to Texas and I, I'm not in that freezing ass cold Michigan anymore. Um, but with that said, man, my dad, my dad played a role in my life, um, mostly revolving around sports. I was a soccer player. I played soccer for 15 years. Uh, it was my, it was my everything, dude. I was on five teams at one time when I was in high school, I lived eight breathe soccer. And I had opportunities to to take that next step beyond high school. But I got to the point where I was so burned out. I was so beaten down from this constant, this constant uh, requirement for me to be on the field, for me to be practicing, for me to be playing in another game, me to be battling these damn ankle and knee injuries all the time. Uh, it just got so old. I was like, man, I'm checked out on this, dude. That's the last thing that I'm going to do is go move away from from home to go play soccer with a bunch of dudes I don't know all because, you know, all, all for something that I don't love. Right. My dad pounded that into my head on a daily basis. He was there for my games. He was there for my practices. He did the majority of the soccer transportation, right? My mom and dad were divorced. We lived in two different spots. He'd come pick me up most of the time or, and, and, and show up to the game, show up to the practices. And so aside from that, uh, I don't have a lot of memories from my childhood with my dad. My dad was not the guy that was going to go take me fishing just to spend time. He was not the guy who was going to, uh, you know, to, to, to make lasting memories with me um, on things that were, you know, and things that would actually stick in my head. It was all related around soccer. Now, did we go to the occasional baseball game and stuff like that? Sure. But like that constant pounding me to continue to play soccer, continue to get better. It was almost like, it was almost as if he, because he played baseball, kind of very obsessive baseball. It was almost like he was living out his his lack of next step in baseball through me, right? Like trying to get me. It's like this, like, uh, I, I wouldn't say Tiger Woods type dad by any means, because I've heard like Tiger Woods' dad was like this total like drill sergeant guy, right? My dad was not like that, but maybe a couple of steps down from that. And it just got to the point where it was just like, dude, I, I can't, man. And you've... You, you pounded me so long for the soccer thing that it just continued to just drive our relationship apart, right? And, and so it's sad, it, and it is what it is, dude. And I've accepted it, um, and I moved on. But yeah, I didn't, have a, I didn't have much of a role model figure in my life. And so that's why I'm so passionate about what I do now is because the, the, our, our future generation deserves it, dude, and that's it. And, and so I care so much about my country. I care about the future, and I want, I want our fathers. Uh, we need fathers more than ever to rise up and make a difference in their kids' lives and not be the, the dad that's on the sideline. Is there anything that you can thank your dad for? Um, the sperm <laughs> to my mom. <laughs> uh, the donation. Spare the details. Oh, um, yeah. You know, I'll be honest with you, dude. Um, the, you, your, your, your listeners will like this one. So uh, anybody that's been through a personal development journey knows that uh, it takes constant effort, right? It takes require. It's a requirement to get up and want to get better, right? Like if you're going to work on your personal development, you can't, it's just like anything else, dude. You can't go to the gym twice a month and expect that you're going to get results, right? You can't eat healthy three times a week and think that you're going to get results. 
Uh, you can't meditate once a month and think that you're going to get results from it. So I got, when I was really starting to get into meditation, I'm not as much into it as I was now. Uh, still do my deep breathing, still go, still do a lot of the things I was doing, but I got into this routine for a while where I was doing this meditation and I heard about it from, um, from a, a, an ex, uh, NFL football player, hall of fame football player. And he was on uh, he was on a podcast. We started talking about this, uh, six phase guided meditation. I don't know if you've ever heard about this, this guy's name, uh, that, that created this, his name is, uh, Vishen Lakiani and, uh, Vishen Lakiani. Uh, created this six six phase guided meditation, and it walks you through different six phases, um, really creating your perfect day and your perfect life, right? Walking you through and visualizing all this. And one of the phases in this meditation uh, is forgiveness, asking for forgiveness. And I did this for probably, I bet you I did it at least four, maybe six months, almost daily. I would do it at least five times a week during the week, uh, and then occasionally once on the weekends, right? So I would hit it Monday through Friday. It was my morning routine. I would do it. This was after our first kid was born. So I hadn't had the baby yet. He's just kicking me in the back all night. So he was sleeping good. We hadn't had a second kid yet. So my morning routine was set, dude. Like this kid's asleep. I can get up in the morning. I can do my thing. Don't have to worry about anybody else bothering me. So I was in a good routine. So I did this for probably four to six months, every day almost. Listen to this six-phase guide of meditation. And I kept thinking, right? Like it keeps putting your mind... Now, think of anybody in your life that you have negative charges, right? Anybody that your life, you have a negative relationship, negative charges, any, any negative loop, you want to close that, right? So I, I started doing a lot, of, uh, a lot of soul searching, a lot of thinking. I'm like, my, 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 uh, my dad is not, a, he is not proactive about our relationship, if you will. If anybody's going to call or text, it's going to be me. Um, I'm not, he's not reaching out to me. And he lives about 45 minutes from me. And I have two kids. Like these are his grandkids, right? We see he sees them about twice a year. And I'm not here to I'm not here to rag on my dad at all. Like you do, you dude. Um, it's just a little confusing to me that you know he has another son. I have a I have a half brother, who's uh, who's like 20, 22 or something. And it's a little confusing to me that you only have two grandkids. My dad's 70, 70 I think he's he'll be seventy one this year. And you don't have more drive. Like you might fucking hate me dude like it's cool right cool if you don't like me but you got two you got two grandkids and you're there you're the grand you're the granddad and uh they don't have a grandma on this side right they got a grandma and a grandpa on my, on my wife's side they got nothing on this side you're it dude my mom died a long time ago what are you doing right what, what like what's what's the deal here and so for me i had to get to a point where it wasn't going to be on me. It wasn't going to be on my on my shoulders anymore. It was going to be my fault. It wouldn't be shit. I wanted to I wanted to clean my hands of that. So I went through this meditation phase, dude. And I finally I listened to it enough, and I was like, finally, like one day, you know what? I got to do it. Call my dad. Totally lost it. Shared everything with him. I was like, here's the deal, dude. This is this is just hear me out on this. Um, very, uh, you know. I felt like we made strides almost like it was like a, it was, a, it was, it felt really good to have that conversation. And, you know, I felt like, I felt like things were going to get better. And I, I felt like uh, our relationship, you know, it did get better for a little bit after that. And it got better because I kept trying. Like I didn't realize that at first, but it got better because I kept putting forth the effort. I'm like, well, shit, we just had this conversation. I need to call my dad, get him, get him more involved in Blake and Colin's life. Right. Like this is it. This is it. And, it was short lived, like most things, right? Where there's not, it's it's not two parties involved. It's a it's a one party 
one party show here. And so a few months go by and starts to dwindle down a few months more starts to dwindle down. And my wife, like she's, she's not okay with this, this situation, right? She's like, don't even get me started on it. Like, I don't even want to talk about it. Just like, let's just not talk about it. And so summarize that whole story, my own personal development, my own, you know, my own self growth journey uh, led me to being the one to reach out to him, apologize to him, ask him for forgiveness on everything that I've ever done wrong to him or caused him anything in his life, right? I put it all on me, 100%, like extreme ownership shit. If you ever read the Jocko Willings book, extreme ownership kind of thing, right? I took full responsibility for every bit of it, even though, in my opinion, <laughs> it's on the other side, I, I owned it. And that <laughs> that moment, that day that I did that uh, has completely uh like I said, clean my hands of any uh, of any guilt, of any uh, of any baggage that I could potentially be carrying around because of that. And now I can finally, I've finally gotten to a place in my in my life where I can just say, you know, it is what it is. Like I can't do anything about it. I can only control what I do, which is working on me, which is leading by example for my kids, which is being a team player with my wife. And we have an amazing marriage. And the reason we do have an amazing marriage because we work on it constantly, right? We work on our communication. We schedule sex dates. We work on going out without the kids and making that a priority so that we can actually talk without two little boys jabbing in our ear, right? It's constant work, but that's the that's the name of the game. That's the name of life, dude. That's the game of life. If you show up and you do the work, whatever area of life it is, you're going to get better, right? And so I don't know that I, I have a lot to thank him for. <laughs> he put me on the planet, um, but man, that's uh, that's it. You could thank him for... Given you, given you the opportunity to practice forgiveness and to be able to take full that. ownership of something, that I yeah. can agree with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's tough, man. So, it sucks, dude. Yeah, it is what it is. You know, I I got a mom that's gone, and that's the biggest thing for me is that my kids, dude. Like for me, I'm a grown ass man, dude. I'll be 43 this year. I'm uh, I know what I I know who I am. I know what I stand for. I know that I'm going to show up every day. I know I'm going to not going to quit. I know our company is going to continue to grow. I know I'm going to continue to add value to the world and I'm going to show up and do that. And so for me, it was more, more for my kids, dude, they lost their, they never got to meet their grandma. You know, that sucks. Cause she would have been, <laughs> she'd have been here too much, right? She's, she was the mom. She was, she was chirping at us to have kids as soon as we got married and we waited 10 years. She died two months later, like I said, but dude, she wanted us to have kids. She'd have been here every day, right? She'd have been that kind of grandma. And so the fact that I lost that, and I got like the almost like the cold shoulder dad going on that, that's here for like comes over to get for Christmas, maybe. Um, and then like for maybe their birthday party, if we have it in town, like that's about it, dude. And so it's uh, it's a challenging situation, but uh, I've accepted it. You know, it's it's uh, I, I'm at peace now with it because of my own my own personal work on it, my own personal development on it. Are you at peace with your mom's loss? That one still stings on occasion. But because there's been so much, you know, they say, I don't know who they is, right? But they say time heals all wounds. I agree with that. Like the pain on that has gotten way, way, way better, right? If I sit and spend 10 minutes thinking about like memories and all that, I could start to cry pretty easily, right? But because because it's been so long, dude, like, I mean, we're it was 2005, you know, we're 17 years out. Like the pain is is minimal for me. I know that you know, I, I'm a, I'm a, a God guy. I'm a higher power guy. And I know that she's up there in heaven watching over me. 
for me at the end of the day, dude, like one day we'll meet again, but dude, it's not something like, I will tell you there's a lot of days like at night when I pray before I go to bed, I, I, I'll i think about important people in my life that could potentially be up there watching. Other than that, dude, there's just not a whole lot that enters my mind about my mom on a day-to-day basis because of the time that's gone by. Yeah. It was her anniversary. Not that long ago as well, wasn't it? 11th of September. Yeah. So she died on September 11th. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Does it, so does 17 it, does years it, does it hit September you, it, Does it hit you hard on those days or harder on those it days? It doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't. I'll ger- I generally drop a post about it just as like a, uh, just to share with my audience, like the pain that I felt and then really like what I've done since then. And like, you know, the, the post that I dropped this time was that I'm being called to do more. I feel like I, I've gone through a, a period of personal growth recently where, you know, I'm I'm being called to put out more content. I feel the need to share my story with more people because I know that it, that if it changes one guy's perspective for the day, it's a win for me, right? It's not about, it's not about Jason anymore. And in the beginning, I'm not going to lie, dude, when I started my business, uh, it was about trying to find that next client, right? Like what strategic posts can I write to try to get the next client? We don't, I don't need that anymore, dude. Like we have, we, we advertise, we market, like, the business is the business. I'm talking about my own personal brand, my own personal story and sharing more about Jason. It's my own, it's my obligation to do more. And over the last couple of months, I felt this, uh, this strong pull to, to do more, to give more, to, to put out more. Um, my wife and I had a conversation about it the other day and she's like, my, my wife's not like a, she's a pharmacist, right? She's a, uh, I would call her a nerdy pharmacist. She's pretty cool, but she's like the, she loves, she loves her work. She's, She's a, a a clinical specialist in infectious disease. So she's all like, she's nerdy, right? Antibiotics, you know, all that shit. She's all about it. So she's not a big social media person. Doesn't get on, doesn't get on Facebook much. She might get on to like a couple of friends shit. She's probably got like, I don't know, 100 friends or 200 friends or something on there. And so she's a, she says to me, she's like, do you ever feel like posting all the time? Because I used to blow it up. And I, I, I just now recently started posting more. She's like, do you ever feel like it's too much? And so my, my response to her was like, my question back to you is, why would you feel that way? And she says, well, she says, as a casual Facebook user, if I go on and I see, you know, and she uses an example of a brand. She's like, the loft. If I see the loft posting, I, I see all these ads from the loft on my timeline, you know, I'm just going to keep scrolling. And I'm like, you just answered my question, dude. Like you literally just gave me exactly what I needed. And you used a major brand, right? I'm just a dude. Anybody that doesn't want to see my shit's just going to keep on scrolling or they're going to unfollow me or they're going to block me or whatever. And I don't give a shit. The guy that stumbles upon my post who hasn't seen anything from me for six months and it made him think a little bit more about the fact that he needs to get better and be a better role model for his kids and own his responsibilities as a father, that's the guy that I care about. Nobody else, right? If my post inspires one guy a day to take action, I don't care if it's he goes for a walk that day that he wouldn't normally do, right? Or he drinks water instead of grabbing that soda the next time that he did. He makes him think just a little bit, my job is done. So the answer is no, it's never too much, right? And and that's my theory, dude. Mm-hmm. So, And you've, you work with a lot of men. Do you see commonalities with the men you work? Is there a common struggle or difficulty that these men are dealing with or not dealing with? 
hundred percent, dude. So most of our guys are our fathers. Uh, very few now. I mean, especially with our brand, like we rebranded uh, like a year plus ago and became the fatherhood. And when people see the brand, it's like, well, that's like the Godfather. Like, you know, like they see the, the logo and they're like, that's ah, cool. When we and now and, and, and we actually we actually decided to go with the fatherhood experience, which is the name of our podcast. So the fatherhood experience is our umbrella company. And then all of our programs, our groups, our offers are all under that. Right. So we have the fatherhood experience. The fatherhood is our top tier, our, our, our elite white glove service like these guys. I mean. They're in daily communication with our team, dude. It's like we've got we've got constant support account. It's like our white glove service, right? So these guys are there literally to become the most elite version of themselves. Health and fitness is simply the foundation. We're helping them with family. We're helping them build elite relationships with their wives, with their network, with their friends, their coworkers, being better men overall. We help them with their finances, looking for opportunities to grow as men looking for opportunities to get more confident and ask for the raise or potentially start that side hustle or that business they've always wanted to. Our goal with those guys is to become free from fear and doubt around their health and fitness, their family and their relationships and their finances. We feel like that's what makes the ultimate role model, the ultimate father and you living up to your potential as a man. If you can provide for your family, you have elite relationships with your family and your health and fitness is great. And when I say fitness, it's all encompassing for us because you know, health health to me is more than just working out, obviously. We look at mental health. We look at emotional health, spiritual health. Uh, all We take all of it into account, man, because if you're not aligned in all of those areas, there's always going to be something that's missing. And I hate that, man. When you feel like you're you're fulfilled, but there's just something more, right? You got you to gotta check all those boxes. And so to answer your question, yes, generally speaking, the guys that come to us, they've gotten married, they've settled down. They've had kids. They help their wives with their help the wives with the kids. They lose their me time because now they got kids. For me, it was golf. I got really freaking good at golf, dude. When I say really good, like I was not like a hand, like a scratch golfer by any means, but I was shooting mid to high seventies on a consistent basis, and that was good for me. When I I went from one hundred and twenty to shooting high seventies pretty regularly, that was some strides. I was at the golf course almost every day. I was practicing. I was at the range three to four times a week and then playing two to three times a week. Had it made in the shade before kids. We had my first son gone. I've literally not played a round of golf since my son was born. Like my first son, seven years ago. So it's gone. And so this is what happens. They lose their me time. They lose their their buddy time, right? And if they do, if they don't lose their buddy time, it's the buddies that draw that hold them back generally, right? It's their drinking buddies. It's the guys they go to the bar with. It's the guy they go watch the NFL games with on Sundays to escape the madness from their kids. And now they're eating like shit and drinking 10 beers, thinking it's their guy time, right? It's not serving them. So now their weight becomes an issue. They're super stressed. They try to keep up with the demands of work. They just don't know. They, they don't know where to start. They can't figure it out. They don't know there's a simpler path. So then they start looking at all the ads online, right? Or where, where can I get, where can I get fit quick? I, I need to get rid of this quick, right? I, 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 everything else, I can get anything I want from Amazon right now. Oh, there's fast food on the corner. I can go get that in five minutes. I need to get these 50 pounds off in 10 minutes, right? Like it's this mentality, right? And so they get in this, this constant loop of trying, you know, trying the fad diets, trying the six weeks to six pack abs. Trying the 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 MLM shit like the the Optavia nonsense. Oh, become reliant upon our replacement shake of the day 
You're going to have to use it the rest of your life, but you're going to lose weight, right? All the unsustainable surface level bullshit. And that's, and that's where most of our guys turn, dude. They, they look for these shortcuts and they don't realize that it all starts on the inside. And when you realize that your life gets a lot simpler, man, the path forward, when you know, you can, you can start working on your actual discipline. You start doing the hard shit when you don't want to do the hard shit, start following through with the promises and the micro commitments that you make to yourself. That's where the magic happens, dude. It's that simple. We all want that immediate result, right? They don't, they, they don't think that it's like a health and fitness is like a switch that they want to turn off, lose the weight, and then go back to their old way. And it's just non-existent. And you know this, right? And so that's, that's the most common thing that we see. And so we, we keep it simple, dude. It's like, look, man. You come in, you make some sacrifices. We give you structure, we give you support, we give you accountability, and you're never going to look back. Like that's it. There's no, there's no uh, temporary thing, dude. It's like you come in, you make the decision to get better, you make the decision that this is the way that you're going to live, and that's it. This is who you are. It's what you stand for. It's funny because we tell all of our guys, it's like, dude, what you're doing right now in the first month of the program, the weight, the the, the resistance training program, we give you the nutrition plan that we give you and like the way that you're going to structure your meals. And, you know, we, we teach a couple of different intermittent fasting methods, right? One of them has a bulletproof coffee for the coffee drinkers. Um, and, and we have some little strategies that we involve and just works for our guys. It keeps it simple. It, you know, helps them, helps them with portion control, helps them with sugar cravings, all the things that come along with that. All right. We had a guy start one week ago. He hadn't even started his workouts yet. And he's already down seven pounds. He texted us this morning, like, Holy shit. I can't wait for my workouts. Right. This is the magic. They just don't know where to start. And so when they have the structure, they have the support of the community. It just gives them a simple path forward that they haven't had before. All they've had is shit being thrown at them in all kinds of directions on social. I get this uh, this six weeks to six pack ab nonsense. And it's like, what do I need? What do I, I got to click here. got to click here. Let me get this free guide. Let me opt into this VSL. No, dude, slow down. Realize the root problem here has nothing to do with the diet that you follow, dude. Has nothing to do with the next, you know, the next RPM workout that you go do or the next Les Mills class you go do. It's all in the mind, dude. And you got to start there because if you do, your path forward is going to be a simple one. Mm-hmm. Not easy, but simple. What does uh, me time look look like for you now, Jason? Good question, dude. My me time is minimal uh, and I maximize it and that's it. And so I think that, you know, before, before I dive into what mine looks like, I will tell you that one, one area where a lot of guys go wrong is they don't schedule appointments with themselves. You schedule an appointment with, with the dentist, no problem, right? You put that on, they usually get you on there for six months, six months down the road. It's already in your calendar, right? You schedule your physical exam if you're someone who goes to the doctor regularly. It's on your books, right? You schedule an appointment with your clients or your boss or, you know, your coworker. You might schedule a lunch date. All those things find their way into your calendar. But somehow you can't block an hour for you to go to the gym. Somehow you don't, you you can't look at your calendar and and carve out 30 or 40 minutes for you to go and, and like get in a workout or go on a walk, a long extended walk, get some natural sunlight in your life, get some fresh air, get away from screen time, do things that are going to serve you. Like why are, why are men not, why, why do we feel guilty to schedule time with ourselves? I, I posted today, like don't ever feel guilty about investing time in yourself. And your own personal development, man. Like this is your time to get better. And so for me, my time that looks um, my me time is literally about fifteen minutes in the morning, and I maximize the hell out of it. So I have a, a, a morning routine methodology that I actually—it's funny—we 
I've created a, a new 60 day path to personal excellence for dads. We haven't released it yet. It's going to come out soon. I'm very, very excited to get this into more men's hands because I can tell you that the 50 pound or 80 pound guy that's just struggling and has nowhere to start. This is going to be a path that helps them. It's not, you know, you've heard of 75 hard, right? Mm-hmm. It's got all these stringent rules. It's not even meant to be a health and fitness challenge, right? It's a mental toughness challenge. It's about building discipline, fortitude, all the all those things that come along with it. With this, this is going to be a 60-day 60, 60 path to optimal health and personal excellence. And we go through our four core pillars of health, right? So we dial in their sleep. We dial in their stress management, dial in their nutrition, and dial in their fitness, right? Those are our, Those are our four pillars. But with that, I think that where a lot of people don't realize the stress management piece, right? If you work on yourself in terms of personal development, your stress is going to take care of itself because that means you're being proactive instead of living reactive. Most people live reactively, right? We react to emails. We react to texts. We react to social media. We react to that next meeting that's on our calendar. We, li- we wake up, we hit snooze, we run off to work. You live reactively. And I did it for many, many years. When you take charge of your life and you start living proactively, and by that, like what we, what we have coming out with our morning routine, this is called the GBR method. I'll walk you through it. This is what I do. Gratitude, breathing, reading, okay? Gratitude, as soon as I wake up in the morning, dude, the very first thing that I do is, and I don't even, I don't use an alarm anymore. I used to shut off my alarm. There's no more snooze in my life, dude. I, I wake up when I wake up. Uh, and it's at the same time every day. I get seven plus hours of sleep every single night. I wake up well-rested, turn off my phone, take my phone out because I we have a gratitude journal post inside the fatherhood. I lead by example for my community, okay? I go in there, I hit that post very first thing. It's the only thing that I open my phone with. I don't look at emails. I don't look at texts. I don't look at anything else. I open the Facebook app. I click on my fatherhood group icon. I go directly to the gratitude journal post and I write down five things that I'm grateful for at that moment. I think about it for about two minutes. Generally speaking, the very first two things that, that hit my gratitude uh, list every day, the fact that I woke up for the day, another day of life, and God, without that, I'm not here, right? So those are always one and two for me. And then and then the rest of it varies, right? It could be my family health, could be our home, could be our safe vehicles, could be access to quality nutrition, all these things that I'm grateful for, right? That's the very first thing that I do. I'm telling my brain that I'm grateful to be alive today. And I'm grateful for the opportunity to go learn and get better again for another day. I'm not focusing on the negative nonsense. That stuff is still there. They're in the emails. It's on the social media. It's all there for you. You got to tell your brain that that stuff can wait, that you're the one dictating the beginning of your day. As soon as that's done, I go into the breathing. So we got G5, which is gratitude, five things. We got breathing, 10 things, right? So breathing B10, which is 10 box breaths. That's all I do. Five by five box breaths. Um, this is like a, a Navy SEAL thing. The, the most common is four by four. I like the extra second. It's a little bit deeper breath. So I do 10 five by five box breaths. That's it. it. Takes me two minutes. That ain't shit, dude. Carve it out. Make it happen for yourself. You will feel better, right? Actually focusing on the breath, feeling the air come out of your lungs and focusing on that. Breathing in as deep as you possibly can, right? That's it. As soon as I'm done with my 10 box breaths, 10 pages of personal development reading. 10 pages of knowledge, 10 pages of positivity, 10 pages that are going to help me move forward and get better for the day. And I'm done. That's 15 minutes of my day that literally, and with no cell phone in sight, just the Facebook thing, right? The, the uh, gratitude journal, Fate, uh, the, the phone goes down after that. So 
I've gone from waking up, blocked out the first 20 minutes of my day with not a single email, text, social media post, no nothing in my brain, all with positivity, all with personal development, all with things that are going to help me be better for the day, all while decreasing my stress as a secondary method that I didn't even have to focus on stress management, right? I didn't have to do a thing. I'm just working on being a better me. And so that little formula is what I use each and every day. And that is my personal development for the day. Then I go back later in the day. I listen to one podcast. It's the only one that, it's, the only, it's not mine. It's the only one that I have time for. I, I shouldn't say have. It's the only one I make time for. It's the one that I get the most value out of. And that's more personal development. And then I'll generally read before I go to bed again to get off my cell phone. So at night, I'm like anybody. I'll scroll my phone a little bit. But I firmly believe the blue light thing is an issue with getting to sleep. And it causes me a little bit of issues at times. So I've found that if I can get rid of, put the phone down, read another 10 pages, right? Another 10 pages or at least five of my book, then I, I'm able to initiate sleep better. And I put more positivity in my mind before I go to sleep, which usually happens with, or which usually leads to better dreams, better thought processes, better focus in the morning, the good stuff that comes along with that. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's my, my summary. Where does your workouts and your training fit in? Yeah, I'm an afternoon guy. So, you know, I'm a firm believer and you got to do what's best for you. There's so many, so many morning routine uh, formulas out there, if you will. Uh, I saw one the other day, said like the the foolproof path to you know to to improve your life in the next 60 days or next 90 days or something you do this for three months and and the very first thing was get up at four four or four thirty and I'm like bro you are talking to you must be talking to a specific audience because I'm a fucking dad and I got a two-year-old that still comes down to my bed every night and kicks me in the back okay without fail every single night ain't waking up at four or four thirty dude it ain't happening I'm waking up at seven and I'm still productive. So no, your thing is not foolproof for me. I've, I, you know, and so you got to do what's best for you. And ultimately I know there's sacrifices that come along with getting better, but you also have to realize that for our niche and really for my life and what's going to, what's going to fit best in my life has to be sustainable as well. And so I mentioned 75 hard with his mental toughness challenge. Mine's more about optimal health and and developing yourself personal and getting into a routine where this is something you're going to continue. It's not a, hey, you're going to build fortitude through this challenge. And I know that challenge has changed a lot of lives. I'm I'm not knocking at one one bit at all. I'm specifically uh, referring to our niche and the overweight dads that we deal with. That's not sustainable for these guys. Most of these guys are looking for something that can help them get a little bit better. And so the way that we've laid out ours and with our 60-day plan, it's, it's giving them a little bit of permission. There are some rules around it, but there's a little bit of a there's there's room for error in the rules. It's not not a lot, but you have the opportunity to 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 have a, a cheat meal and a and a beer each week, right? You have the opportunity to uh, miss one of one workout over the span of a month, right? We've got four we've got four resistance training workouts each week, and if you miss more than one in a month, then you start over. Well, dude, like. That's very doable, right? Who the hell can't get four workouts in in a week, right? If you're truly committed to personal excellence, you're going to find a way to make it happen, okay? This is not two 45-minute workouts a day. This is reality. Don't miss them, right? Get it in. Uh, Same thing with the reading. We require you to read 10 pages every day. If you miss two days in a row or if you miss two days in a week of reading, 
you start over, dude. There's no excuse that you can't get 10 pages done if you're truly committed to personal excellence. And so we have some softer rules around ours, but ours is really about guys finding a better way to get healthier and, and building momentum that, that, that shows them that, oh shit, there is a, an easier, simpler way. And I don't have to sacrifice my entire lifestyle just to do this. I'm going to get better. I'm still going to get to go out on, on Saturday night and have that burger with my family. And I still can even have a beer, but I'm still going to get healthier and I'm going to get better because of this. I'm in, right? It's just a, it's an easier to grasp a challenge, if you will, but totally geared for different people. Right. And so, um, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Some of those morning routines are marketed to set you up for success, but set you up for more fucking stress. Than anything else. Yeah, yeah, dude, these three hour nonsense shit. And I've yeah. seen some that are like, get up at four and do this from four to seven. Right. It's like an hour of writing, an hour of reading a, a 30 minute workout, <laughs> like dude, you, a 30 and, minute uh, meditation. Uh, I'm like, bro, yeah. I'm a dad and it ain't happening. <laughs> um, yeah. Doing all that was just have, had about three hours of sleep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah dude. Yeah, it's not yeah. happening. And you're, so you're fucking heading um, towards I understand yeah. if you're 22 and you want to be like a, a super entrepreneur and then like, you got no kids and like, mm -hmm. this is the way forward. Great. More power to you, man. That's not the guys that we work with. Yeah. Excellent stuff. This is something that's become a great success for you, man. And, and well done on that. And if you were to reflect back on this journey of building the business or even maybe your own personal development what was the most difficult decision you had to make in all of that uh to go for it dude i'll be honest well i'll go with both i'll go with both okay so the business man i'll i'll be real honest with you i was back in 2018 and i still vividly remember the conversation with my wife she was pregnant at the time silver lining though again with the miscarriages right there's always a i believe everything happens for a reason and my wife was pregnant at the time and ended up miscarrying the baby that she was pregnant with but I just quit my job. So I, she, we sat down, sat down at the dinner table. It was, it was her and, and me and Blake. And she says, uh, I said, honey, I got something I got to tell you. I said, what's that? How was your day? Because I was working uh, corporate wellness at the time. I was doing a, a coaching coaching for a corporate wellness uh, company. And essentially the people that I was talking to, 90% uh, of the time were, were having the call with me to get the points for their insurance, right? They're required to have a call with a coach because their blood work looked like shit. So they had to talk to me to get the, the check off on their points, right? So not a lot of engagement. Occasionally I'd get that person that, that wanted to get better, was excited about the call and was passionate. And I was like, shit, man, I need to do more coaching. Like this feels good when I get a hold of someone who really wants my help. I knew that I had value to offer to these people, but it was so few and far between that I would get those, right? So I started thinking about it, I'm like, I got way more value to offer to the world than what I'm doing here, man. I'm not fulfilled. I'm I'm showing up to work every day. At, at this time, they'd sent us home, which was good. I was working from home, um, which allowed me to, to have more time to start dabbling in the business world. But I started thinking more and more. I was like, dude, if I do this, if I continue to go on this path, I'm going to wake up one day. I'm going to be a 55-year-old health coach working for somebody else's company on someone else's time clock no fulfillment, great family, great family life. All that's good. But like, I have untapped potential here that I'm never going to be able to maximize if I continue to go down this road. So I came to that realization. My wife and I sat down at the dinner table with my son. And I said, honey, I got to tell you something. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm going to quit my job. She's like, wait, what? Like, we got Blake, I'm pregnant. Like, we got this house. What do you mean you're going to quit your job? And I said, I just lost it, put my head, head in my hands. 
can't do this anymore. I'm going to wake up with nothing but regret when I'm 55, 60 years old and look back on life, realizing that I never took the chance on myself that I should have took it or should I take it? She's like, well, I can see that in long conversation about it. I'm like, I got to do this. I got to do this for me. It's not about anybody else. It's about me. Okay. When I say make yourself the number one priority in your life, this is what I mean. So many people worry about what everybody else thinks, dude. My wife was pregnant. We have a mortgage. I have another kid to take care of. Uh, she does well. My, my wife is like, she's a pharmacist. She does well. But dude, like we had two incomes, right? We built this, this life and all of a sudden mine's going away. She's like, okay, we're going to figure this out. I can't see you unfulfilled. I can't see you miserable like this. And we'd have conversations prior to this about how I was starting to feel, right? This was not like a out of the blue that, you know, all of a sudden it, there was some buildup that, that I kept telling her, hey, I'm just not fulfilled. Not, I just don't feel right. Finally did it. So that was the hardest thing that I did was to bet on myself. Because when you make the decision to bet on yourself and to go all the way in with no, no second option, no option B, there, this was option A or else for me, right? There's no plan B. It was, I'm going in, I'm going to do this, and I'm going to figure it the fuck out. There's no going back, no turning back at all for me. And that was the hardest decision in terms of, of building the business. In terms of personal development, much shorter story, just realizing that I got to do what I got to do and I got to get up every day and I got to show up whether I want to or not. Not only for my audience, not only for the people that I, I, I inspire on a day-to-day -day basis in our community, but for me, if I'm going to get better and I'm going to fulfill my potential, because I said I already made the commitment that I'm going to bet on myself. I'm going to go all in. I've I've gone through periods of, almost like a roller coaster of, all right, well, and this happened not that long ago where my business partner and I were like, you know, we got burned out on organic content. Like, shit, dude, let's just go all in on ads and just not even do organic anymore. I'm like, all right, I'm in. <laughs> let's do it. Sounds fun, right? So we did that for a while and it, it works. I'm not going to say it doesn't work because financially the business is fine. We're doing good. We're moving forward. We're acquiring clients. We built out our low ticket program. We got offers all over the place now. Things are moving well, good for us. Something's missing again, right? That peace, that that uh, call to do more. It's it's gone. I'm not putting out my shit now. Business is doing well. We're getting guys that are getting value. I still have more to give, right? And so, in terms of personal development, it's realizing that. You're going to get complacent over the over the years, right? Like you're going to have periods of complacency, but you have to wake up every day looking for opportunities to get better. Because if you don't, I'd have never, I would have never doubled back down on my on my content. I don't give a shit if my thing gets two likes, dude. I don't care at all. What's going to happen is one day a dude's going to go over to like my my Instagram or my Facebook. He's going to stumble upon it. He's going to binge scroll all my shit and be like, "Holy shit, this is the guy that can help me." This is the guy that's speaking directly to me. I don't care if he got two likes or 15 likes. This is my guy. I resonate so much with his message. I did my job, dude. That's it. And so when it comes to personal development, you've got to, you've got to develop a constant desire for growth and a constant desire to get better every day because you, can, you, you, you have to show up and do the things, do the right thing when you don't want to. Just like going to the gym. I'm not going to tell you I'm motivated to go to the gym every day. Neither are you right? I work out four days a week. I do not skip. Those four days, they get done. There's at least two every week, probably three. I don't want to go, dude. I don't want to go to the gym. 
I know that if I can just get in my car and start to make the drive, I go into robotic mode, right? I'm already in, I'm already in, it, it becomes robotic. It becomes, it's like unexpected consistency. That's the goal for everyone. It's like you go to the gym, no matter what the circumstance is, because you know what's waiting for you on the other side. Mm. Yeah. <clears throat> Foreseeing the consequences of your actions. Yeah, for sure, man. Yeah. hundred percent, dude. Unknown because I know, and you know this too, you skip once, you got leverage, makes you skip again. You skip twice. Now you even got more leverage. Where a lot of guys go wrong is like, it's very easy to go to the gym one time, dude. But it's also very easy not to go to the gym one time. And the more that you go to the gym, the easier it becomes. The less you go to the gym, the easier it becomes. See how this works, right? It's kind of the whole fit life versus fat life analogy. I've lived the fit life. I've lived the fat life. Both of them. Choose your heart, right? They're both hard. Life is hard regardless. Which which path are you going to choose? You're going to be hooked. You may uh, hooked on medications your whole life, diabetes and all kinds of issues, blood pressure issues, heart attack later on down the line, all because you chose not to go to the gym because it was hard one time, dude. It's easier as you go. So do the bad habits. Which way are you going to lean? Of course, yeah. You got to focus on those short term sacrifices for long term gain. Yeah. Definitely That's not. the problem, dude, is All everybody in. wants the everyone's that immediate gratification, man. Mm-hmm. That's why I yeah. think we live in a world where technology has become more and more prominent. Mm-hmm. And the podcast that I listen to, uh, he he firmly believes that the guy that I listen to is like, dude, I think technology is going to start to fade away as we move forward in the in the next in the foreseeable future. I think people are gonna start to wake up and realize that, man, we're not we're not meant to be stuck to our screen eight hours a day. Not just the phone, right? But like your laptop, these Zoom calls, like. We're meant to be outside and the, the way that humans thrive, getting natural sunlight, going and doing a little bit of hard work, getting uncomfortable on, on a regular basis, putting yourself in situations that are going to challenge you a little bit. That's how we thrive, man. And like, that's the reason I go outside and do sprints. That's the reason I want to make myself hurt a little bit because I know I'm going to get better because of it, dude. And, and most people aren't willing to do that. That's the average person is not willing to do that. Yeah. I think Look the more- for discomfort. The more we've become connected to our phones and devices, the more disconnected we've become within and to others as well. I think it's, it's uh, sad, man. It's, it's sad. It's almost like it's you got to search for discomfort in a comfortable world, right? Yeah, there is. There's a, there's a, there's a lot of ripple effects in that. Loneliness, loneliness as well is massive for a lot of men. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I mean, that that could be another rabbit hole we could jump in for oh, another for, sure. for another day. But man, I've really enjoyed this conversation and. Uh, your insights, inspiration, and information. So, Jason, for any of the listeners listening to this, where can they check you out? And yeah, dude, probably, uh, probably. If I'll just go with my my Instagram, dude. Yeah, like we have we have a business Instagram and our personal, my personal Instagram. So my personal is just at Jason A Priest, and then our business is at the Fatherhood Experience. Uh, if you go to those, you'll find enough content. Like we've got, we put our podcast on the on the business page. Uh, that's called the fatherhood experience. Uh, we're on all platforms. So if you guys want to uh, get a little bit of taste in our world and, and really what we're all about, that's probably, those are probably the best places to find us. We do have the, the free, uh, the free guide, the 60 day path to personal health or optimal health and personal excellence coming soon. So if you go follow, follow one of those pages, I'll be talking about it a lot lately because I truly believe it's going to change a lot of lives, uh, for free, right? Uh, of course, do we have something to sell you on the, on the other side of that? Not gonna lie, dude. Of course. Do you want you want real help? 
if you follow what's in this guide, dude, I'm gonna tell you right now, it's laid out so simply, it's fail-proof, right? You just, you it, it is built-in discipline that you have to do to get better. And people need to accept that, man. Like you gotta do the hard shit when you don't wanna do the hard shit. And you just get past that, dude. And you just get to a point where life, you, you expect it, right? It's like, I'm expecting the worst, but I'm gonna shoot for the best. It's like, dude, it's just a different mentality. Mm-hmm. And so you guys keep an eye out for that guy, dude. Uh, grab it when you can. And I'll, I'm will i more than happy to, to help anybody at all as I possibly can. But those are the best places, at Jason A. Priest and at The Fatherhood Experience. Nice one, Jason. Well, thank you so much, man, for your time and energy here. Thanks for having me, Gavin. I appreciate it, dude. This has been a fun interview. Uh, we, we talked about some shit that I haven't talked about on other podcasts, man. So appreciate your questions. And uh, again, thank you for having me on. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Modern Warrior Podcast. If this episode has added value to your life, please share this episode on your social media platforms so that others too can gain the insight, information, and inspiration that they need in order to move forward in their lives. For the time being, stay strong and keep fighting the good fight.